what they do. Tom, good morning. First things first. Good morning, Toby. Hiya. Hiya. Nice to meet you. Thanks very much indeed for your time this morning. Tell us about what is the network team? So um, a, a GP network is groups of practices working together. So um, uh, Burley is one of five practices in the local area um, with a patient population of just over about 40,000 patients. Right. And these practices work together. There are some services like occupational therapy, um, which is what Julia does, um, and like some other things like the physiotherapy that we have, um, a paramedic who does visits across the practices, that actually it'd be very difficult for an individual practice to employ these people. Um, you probably don't have enough patients to have a single occupational therapist working for your practice. But w once you get kind of four or five practices working together, then you can use Use these new roles who can support the work of GPs. So this is a kind of an economies of scale thing. It's just utilising everybody's needs more effectively. Yes. Yeah, so some yeah. of it's about economies of scale, and some of it's about sort of being able to bring on new services that you haven't traditionally been able to um, to, 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 to to have yeah. in GP practices. Of course, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just, give me, just give me some ideas, actually. Yeah, yeah so, so, so if you, let's say, and we'll talk about it before we yeah. talk to her, you, you, so what you're saying is that this practice might not be able to use an occupational therapist five days a week, yeah. but maybe for two years, whether somebody else can use Julia's services, and, and that makes much more sense. So, yeah, and, and, and then thinking about things like um, GP visits, you know, where um, tr traditionally the way it works is if you ring up and you want a visit, um, the GPs are busy doing their morning surgery, you're going to have to wait till lunchtime. It takes quite a long time to get a GP out of the practice to go and do a visit. And we, we have a great paramedic who's been working with us for a few years that actually, if you've got a sort of urgentish visit, he might be able to go out and see you at half past ten in the morning rather than waiting till one o'clock when the GPs have finished. Um, and he can cover the kind of whole patch so it's, it's much more efficient rather than waiting for GPs to finish their surgery and then trying to squeeze these visits in before they start their afternoon list. Now again, and this seems to be the story of the NHS, what we're hearing is, is simply really a story of evolution, isn't it? Just, just the things do move, but it always seems to be moving in the, to me, all the movements that I'm hearing about this morning seem to make sense. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I mean, I, 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 thinking about this earlier, I mean, I, it's not easy. It's hard. It's hard work. You know these services that you know the staff have got to understand how they work and what they do. The patients do as well. You know, actually, an occupational therapist. A lot of patients probably don't know what an occupational therapist does. Um, so, so it's not easy. There's a long way to go with it. But, but it feels like it's the right thing to be doing. We know the kind of challenges. You, you talked already this morning about. You know, it's not easy for all patients, but. Um, you know, there are things that we can do to help, and it feels like it's the right, right, right direction of travel, if you like, with it. Let's let's go over if we can to Judy, because, uh, uh, and again, I'm, I'm going back to my to my, my my forty year old my forty year old experience with Doctor Sylvester down in Goldthorpe. There, sure. Of course, at the time there was no such thing as occupational therapists. I'm guessing, or, or not, wasn't part of the arena in so much as it is now. And you're. One of these things, one of the roles that we've been talking about this morning. Absolutely. A specialised role. Yeah. Which, 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 we've got quite a bit of experience with that, but my youngest daughter, who knows that we talk about it and is happy with it, mm -hmm. uh, is hyper extendability. Uh, a lot of her 
I mean, she's bending. She goes in half backwards. Oh, okay. Uh, so we spend quite a bit of time with OTs. Um, tell us about what it is that you do. Okay. So in terms of my role, I work specifically with the frail older population. And right. I think that there was a sense that possibly patients who are housebound and have difficulties getting to the GP practice were struggling to access resources. So what I do is that I take referrals from the GPs and I will go out and visit patients in their own home. And it's very much... Um, holistic approach and I cover all the sort of areas that that can affect activities of daily living so that's all the things that patients want and need to do on a day-to-day -day basis in order to remain independent and well uh, with it and safe within their own homes so it's quite a broad um, set of interventions that I, I, I work with but it's always very much focusing on what matters to patients and what's important to patients. So what kind of things do you deal with then? Yeah, so, so if I, I don't know, I can think about the patients I'll see today. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I've been referred patients from the GPs who are, who are just struggling to cope at home. So yeah. I'll be looking at how they're managing with, with, say, bathing, accessing the shower, managing meals, managing to get out of the house if they need any strategies or equipment that might help them to to um, keep that independence and so may you signpost them to other parts of the nhs absolutely so mental. absolutely so a lot of my my job is looking at what services patients need yeah. and i see this a lot toby that patients are not accessing everything and that's not just the within the nhs it can be within the um third sector because there's some fantastic services out there within the local area that patients can access. And just the daft thing that we've, we've just found out there, my mate who was driving this show today, mm. same doctor as mine, didn't know he could get a repeat prescription online until yeah. I just mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, which, which can, you know, just something as daft as that. Yeah. The amount of time that can save. Absolutely. And the phone calls it saves. Yeah. And really I, plus. I think particularly with the older population, that advocacy role is really important. And as Tom was saying, with the additional role staff, we also have like social prescribers and care coordinators and um, the listening service. So all of, all of us work really closely together to to sort of join the dots so to speak in patients lives yeah. really so that they can carry on um managing as, as best they can you know it's one thing tom the, the more i think about this and the more I spend time here today and indeed all this week and in fact all the work we've done and the fact that you know i got dragged back from death's door um as much as technology moves on and thank god that it does and as much as we become more reliant on technology and you know the NHS is never got. You can't beat people, can you? Uh, absolutely. Can't I mean, beat people. That, that, that's yeah. what makes. That's what. That's that. That's where the edge comes here. Is that your people are all good? Yeah, and no, I, I would agree. And you know, the staff that we have. I, I was counting up this morning. I think we must have about twenty mm -hmm. staff so far who are working. New staff that we brought in across the network, and they're all fantastic. I mean, you've spoken to fantastic receptionists today. Yeah. Who, you know, I know Burley very well. Amazing practice team, and then the additional roles that we have across the network. We're really lucky. They're they're they're, they're really great staff, and I know that patients will say. So some of the work we do with Julia is going out to patients, not waiting 
waiting for them to become ill, yeah. but actually going out and, and sort of checking in on them, some of our older, frailer staff. And some of the things that they say are things like, it's lovely, I don't have any problems at the moment, but I know now, I've met Julia or I've spoken to her, I know I could be in touch if I did have a problem down the line. I know I know who to ring, I know where I can get help. Because it's the stuff that you never realise, no matter how old, sorry, no matter how good a machine gets, if I get to an age where I can't wash myself, a machine's never going to understand exactly how what that means. Yeah. Because and it's I, never going to... Yeah, because I, I think one of the things of being, getting old must be watching the kind of stuff drop off and remembering what you were like when you were 40. Absolutely. When you, could, when you, when you were an yeah. ox, when you were, when you were a bull. Absolutely. And I think, you know, part of my role is, is looking at how we can, you know, obviously working to what patients want, want and need, but looking at how we can keep patients independent because there there is equipment there's strategies and there's support so that they can carry on for as long as possible without needing care and i think going back to what you were saying tom you know we've actually set up within the network now um a system with our care coordinators anita and mel where they will proactively ring the housebound patients and do a, a screen to just check how they're managing and we'll flag up before they patients need to go to the GP yeah. if there are any issues so I can go out say if a patient's fallen you know and go out and look at false prevention and I think it, it is really trying to keep patients as, as safe and as independent for as long as possible without needing that that sort of um, formal care input and that is a people thing isn't it so much of what we hear is, is, is about people absolutely and we are completely driven by what what people what people want what their individual goals are so that's what we we always work to it's been a fascinating time so far i mean it's it's, it's, it's not something new to us we talk about the nhs all the time on oh, no, a it's a big you know we have a listenership that uses the nhs quite a lot um and actually i bet 95 percent of our phone calls will start with i mean the people are lovely but and it's just that but that, that that gets on people's nerves a little bit at the moment and i think that that must be the worst thing you've got to deal with is the fact that you are that political football and you're on the front page of every paper every morning in the nhs which must be tough for you but it's been wonderful being here this morning thank you very much indeed for spending the time with us tom and julia there from the network team and julia an occupational therapist here at burley uh, it's toby at breakfast it's bbc radio sheffield <laughs>